Welcome to It Takes a Village, a podcast for parents of teenagers. You're not alone, and here we equip you with ideas and resources to help you walk confidently in your role as the primary discipler in your child's life. This podcast is hosted by the youth ministry staff at First Baptist Church Arlington. And that includes Kirk Crodel, our youth pastor, Tanner Watson, our guys minister, and me, Chelsea, our girls minister. We hope that this is a valuable resource to you because it really does take a village. What's up, guys? Village people, we're back. <laughs> what is happening? Season two of It Takes a Village. Oh, my goodness. Here Man. we are. It's hey, good to be here. Yes, God, it is good to so be here. It's been so long since I've seen you guys. I know. What? Oh, wow. A whole summer, it seems what like. It seems as if. Man, hey, this is Tanner, Kurt, and Chelsea. We're back with the It Takes a Village podcast. Uh, if you remember us, we're the youth staff here at First Baptist Church of Arlington. We're super excited to be here. Let's start it off like normal. Let's kick it back. Here we go. Guys, tell me something good. Mm, come on. Wow, you're really come bringing on. it today, Tanner. I'm wow. here. Tanner, what's in the... A lot of coffee. What You're drinking I'm, water. I'm drinking water right now. You're I dropped my water on the way on over the way here. Over. Tell Tanner, me something good. He stays hydrated. He does. Stay hydrated. Hydrator. It's in my email signature. Yeah. Okay, here's something good. We are going on a kid-free vacation. Oh, we leave next good. week, Chelsea. and I am Shame. so excited. Mm. It's it's a resort that we were planning to go to um, in 2021, but instead we were in the hospital having a baby, so that that plan changed. Um, but I'm super excited to get away with my husband and have some time at the beach and my children will be spoiled by their grandparents, so mm-hmm. everyone's going to have a great long Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I don't know about you, Tanner, I feel like really the resort would have been a great spot to have a child. So okay. uh, <laughs> um, why not um, is, is Teddy have still... a child in Mexico at the resort? Is, and, would Teddy you know, still be an American? Like, I mean, he would have dual citizenship. Is would that he? how that I works? How I don't know. I have no clue. But... Hey, Ashley, tell us if that's how citizenship works. <laughs> tell me so- okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or tell us something good. That, that works. Yeah. Okay. Kurt, well, tell me way. something good. Hey, um, I told you earlier I knew what I was going to say, but I'm not going to say it out loud. And thank you, Tanner, for not trying to jump in line because I was afraid, like, what if Tanner takes my... Uh-oh. Y'all, it's fall. You know what the fall means? What does it mean? Fall means football season. Oh, man. It's back. Oh. It I thought, is back. I thought you were going to say pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, so. I, I thought you were going to say... <laughs> That you thought I was going to say it's hunting season. I'm oh, like, that's November. Okay, got time. Okay. I mean, really, uh, really, I mean, dove season starts back next week, but uh, which is good. Wow. And, and deer season, turkey season in November. But right now, for right now, y'all, the Texas Longhorns, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Arlington Colts, the Martin Warriors, the Lamar Vikings, the Sam Houston Volunteers, like the Bowie, I mean, the Bowie Volunteers, the Sam Houston Texans. The Seguin Cougars, the Mansfield Tigers, the Legacy Broncos, the Baylor Bears, Lake Ridge Eagles. I'm trying to hit everybody. Summit, right? Summit uh, Jaguars, Jaguars, yes. Timberview the Wolves, Whirly, like, dude, we're back. Whirly Tigers, Whirly Grace Prep Lions, absolutely. Ooh, yeah, Pantigo. Did we get Pantigo? What what is Pantigo? Pantigo Panthers. The Panthers? Yeah. Oh, Pantigo yes. Panthers. Also a feline. All the big cats. Yeah. Keep. <laughs> 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 Keep going, Tanner. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that in, Okay, Tanner. so, Kurt, between 
a high school, college, and professional football. Yeah. Uh, what is the best to watch in person? Ooh, in person. You know what? I, I will tell you guys, I still, maybe it's just like 27 years in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. It's hard to beat like a really good high school football game. It's hard to beat. It's mm. true. But it's also hard to beat a game down in Austin mm-hmm. uh, in a strong season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those are just <laughs> more difficult to go to. Was Kaysen alive last time there was a strong season down he in Austin? He absolutely was. How yeah. dare you? He was. Yeah, he was last time Texas played in Where did you go to college? <laughs> <laughs> the University of Mary Harden Baylor. Harvard of the speaking South, of, baby. Speaking of football <laughs> powers, wait, we're Harvard on the Hill in East Texas. What are you talking about? I'll tell you, hey, UMHB went to the national championship was, like – Three yeah, out of my four years in college. That's, yeah. Anyways, that's so good for them. My something good has. It it, I'm going to play Alabama. off what you said. The same as Alabama, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Three out of four years. Okay. Anyways, Tuscaloosa, my, Texas. My something good. Uh, speaking of football, I had a phenomenal fantasy draft last Did week. Did you? And actually, that was this week. Yeah. Uh, I went. Yeah. And it's a bunch of friends from seminary and seminary adjacent friends that have a league. Uh, we haven't decided on a punishment yet. I really am a pro Waffle House challenge. Um, mm. Like you have to sit in a Waffle House for 24 hours, but every <laughs> waffle you eat is an hour shaved off. Oh, so honestly, Bro. that's a win. even if I lose, I win. I feel <laughs> like maybe we try that. Like maybe right here, um, um, we do a podcast from Waffle House. Oh my gosh, Zach, make think? it happen. Zach, how much editing would that take? The Waffle House employees want to deal with us for that long. Here's a pro tip: if you go to the Waffle House on Pioneer Parkway and Cooper. Uh, just threaten to play the Waffle House songs on the jukebox, Ooh. and they will lose their minds. <laughs> they will. You're not. You're not talking about the Jonas Brothers Waffle House songs. No, you're talking no. about like Waffle House branded <laughs> songs yes. that they recorded. Yeah. But yeah, I had a great fantasy draft. I the only I I only drafted running backs from the Cowboys. Uh, if that says anything about my hope for their season. Zeke. Um, oh wait. Yep. Sorry. Uh, too, uh, soon. Sorry. Uh, too soon. Too um, soon. But yeah. But speaking of football and fall mm, and all that on. stuff, uh, something happened last week uh, for us. Uh, kids went back to school. Two weeks. That's already. right. That's right. And uh, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about uh, rhythms and what mm. it looks like to go back into a new semester after the summer yeah. uh, and do it well. So we've got some stuff planned for the podcast. We're really excited to talk about it. Kurt, why don't you take it away? So you're saying there's potential for it not to feel like a complete dumpster fire. Yeah. Right? The first few weeks of school. Yes. I okay. Think so. Well, maybe somebody else should take over. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. No, just kidding. It's been, uh, I don't know about you guys and your kids going back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. If you're listening, you don't know us. I'm the only one the kids go to school. Uh, but, I mean, you know, yet. My, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, Here's here's where we are. Uh, we're just trying to find that rhythm. I don't know about you guys, but I, I think for us as a, a youth ministry staff, media and families team, um, summer is really exciting. It's super busy, but there is no regular rhythm to it. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, some weeks we're here, some weeks we're not. Every week feels like it's a completely different animal. So for me, and I, I think I can speak for us, like it's been good just to kind of begin to find a rhythm again. Mm-hmm. And here for us, we're, what, a week and a half into school um, for most of our schools, and it feels like we're finally getting to that place, which I love. But I really do think there, there are several things that we're going to talk about um, and kind of point you toward that I, we think would be really beneficial for you, and, and they have been for us. But one of the things uh, we have mentioned, uh, let me ask you this. 
How how did family dinners look outside of like uh, in our in our family? It was like the big ones were Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Easter, ones we gathered at my grandparents' home with my yeah. aunts and uncles and cousins. But like a normal Thursday night in you know in August or September. What did that look like in your home growing up, Tanner? Man, for the most part, my, my parents both shared the cooking. Uh, they both cooked different things. But we almost always sat at the table. If there was like a show that we wanted to watch, we'd put it on, um, but we'd still be sitting at the table because uh, our dining room is kind of adjacent to our living room okay. in my parents' house. But we were always – we boy. had our sp- – spaces uh we we sat like in the same spots every night and uh if that changed someone was upset um (laughs) but uh oftentimes it was something easy i ate um (laughs) my mom would be mad at me for saying this out loud but i to this day don't eat pork chops because i had so many pork chops Mm. growing (laughs) on the regular rotation yes i mean like two two times a week was like regular and it's not like those thick nice from the grill pork. it's like in the skillet like they're kind of gray oh no (laughs) it's funny because my parents are both decent cooks (laughs) y'all didn't do shake and bake no that's what we had (laughs) shake and bake Uh, i don't know that i've ever had shake and bake y'all one of my favorites was just grilled chicken breast i don't know why Mm. i just I guess the protein bulking. Uh, we're having tonight. Uh, uh, my family didn't really do uh, dinner at the table unless it was a special event. I don't know. Yeah. I think that might have been pretty common in like in the '90s that families would uh, use TV trays and watch TV. So I mean, we kind of had like regular shows we watched together, and I mean, we ate meals together, but we weren't talking or anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's something wow. that's something new for our family. Yeah, that was kind of us. Like we never sat at the table, at least outside of like my grandparents' house, holidays, whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we were sitting around the kind of the den area, which we had a TV in there, and um, maybe sitting at kind of the the counter in our kitchen, which kind of cute. We had it close to the TV, so we could watch. But yeah, we never sat down. One of the things I found years and years ago. Um, it's a, it's, it's, uh, the family dinner project. It's, it's, I think it's an organization. I think it oh, may be cool. like a nonprofit that has pointed families towards the importance in some of the research of just having family dinners. Mm. And so s- seriously in our house, I feel like all summer long, it was like, here's your food, come and get it. And we sat around in the living room or sat around the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for us last week, we did. It was like, okay, we're back. We have got to, once we had all the open houses and meet the teachers and mm-hmm. <laughs> parent meetings with coaches and all that stuff, it was like, I think it may have been last Thursday, we're like, all right, we're at the table. And everybody was, it was a little off, you know, like we were thrown off because mm-hmm. like we all knew our seat, we knew where to sit down, but it was just an awkward rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one of the things we have found. We've got to get back to that. And and part of that, you look at the research, and there's so much research that's out there that points towards um, the importance of family dinners. There's actually a study from uh, from uh, Casa Columbia, the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse at, Ca- uh, at Columbia University, that put out. They've they've continued to research this. The one I have in my hand right now is from September 2012. So it's aged, but the research continues to bear out very similar things. One of the things it says. In that year, 57% of teens reported having dinner with their families at least five times a week. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the proportion of teens that have frequent family dinners 
at least five times per week has remained relatively consistent over the past decade. That was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, some of that has dropped in some of the things I've seen, uh, but there's so much data that continues to point to some of the health that families find. And honestly, just by sitting around the table, uh, and, and I don't think that the key is the table, and it's just saying that you sit down as a family and have dinner together. Put distractions multiple away. Times a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and we've talked about this for years in our church, right, as we've looked into some of the research and some of the things like that uh, the, the Rethink group out of Atlanta is putting out. Mm-hmm. Like our time with our kids, the amount of time we have each week with our children continues to just lessen and lessen the older they get. Mm. And so realizing that by the time your kids, I can only imagine, I've got a middle schooler, an intermediate schooler, and an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's already challenging because one night we're at a ball game a week, one night we're mm-hmm. in gymnastics, one night we're at church. Um, so there's three nights easily each week that we're off mm-hmm. and we're eating sometimes separately. Uh, but just the fact that we're gathering around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, several things from the Family Dinner Project, they talk about the benefits of family dinner. If you go like ages um, 6 to 12, they say strong link between family dinners and academic performance, um, even stronger than doing homework, um, sports, or art, wow. oddly enough. So, yeah, your kids are much more likely to have better wow. grades. Mm-hmm. Um, increased intake of fruit, vegetables, and uh, it just healthier food is, is kind of <laughs> increasing their health, obviously. But uh, children feel more, uh, more connected to their siblings and their parents. Some of the stuff in this research points to, like, their relationship with a mom mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. specifically. Some of it points to the relationship with a father. And so maybe your family, you know, maybe you're a single parent, and so you're hearing this. It's interesting that some that the research, it's all the same, but but it points to some very specific things that whether you're a single mom or a single dad, um, like like some of the connection that, that some of the studies are saying, it's just really important. And so some of that, I think, is just finding that rhythm that we find that place in our week that we can kind of zero in and hopefully multiple times throughout the week just to kind of settle and be around the table. Mm-hmm. So. And I know mm-hmm. that's something like you guys are doing. Like, what does that look like, even with your younger guys, Chelsea? Because sure. sometimes I know it's probably, it's it was when my kids were your kids' age because there's <laughs> stuff flying all over the house. But yes. what does that look like for you guys? I say they're still uh, strapped into booster seats mostly, <laughs> so um, the table is a necessity. You're gonna sit here. Yeah, I, I think we have adjusted our expectations to where. We're, we're hoping for them to be at the table for 15 minutes max. And so mm. it's most meaningful when we don't have phones there, when we're mm. eating together. One, because we're just modeling good, you know, relational behavior, but yeah. also good, like, nutritional behavior mm, and actually yeah. eating and stopping when we feel full or getting more if we're still hungry. Um, and so that's all been good. And, and Lucy is quite a talker now, and so she'll tell us all about her day and what her teacher taught and who her friends are and Mm. how she has invited everyone over for a sleepover. She's three. Um, So (laughs) yeah, that's, (laughs) that's been a good time. Um, But with yours who are are a little older and able to express themselves better, like what are some of the questions that you ask or the Mm. things that you do to like spur on conversation? Yeah. I think we've talked about, we've talked about this some, I think here before, but it's been a little while. Um, Everything's been a little while. But, um, again, some nights for us, it's wins and losses. Mm-hmm. You know, what, are, what, are, what was the win What was the win and the loss for today? And we kind of go around the table. Sometimes it's, hey, what was the best part of your day? 
um, you know, what funny story, something. And, and part of what we're trying to do is just that everyone engage. And some of that, um, a lot of times, uh, my wife and I, it's kind of like, we'll just ask the kids and our kids are like, what, what about you? And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it really has been a good thing for us. And then part of that, even how we pray over our meals, like, like we've got a rotation, we know our rotation, like what day of the week, who's praying. And so oh, very cool. whether, you know, whoever's kind of, um, you know, even if our rhythm is off, they know like, well, this day of the week, this is the night I pray at dinner. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things we've done that we're, we're trying to re uh, kind of gather and up our box is who are we praying for? A lot of times we've used like our Christmas cards, people that send us Christmas cards. Our oh, yeah. good pastor at my first full-time church years ago did this. And so they kept the Christmas cards from the year before and they just put them in a stack and whatever's on top. And then they put that one on the back and we pray for that family. And so we've tried to do something like that where we've done it different ways, but something like who are we praying for mm-hmm. different ways that we're trying to pray and just pointing our kids beyond um, what's happening around that table. Yeah, uh, We want that to be very important to them, but we also want them thinking beyond that. So mm. we think that's pretty helpful. It's, I mean, and as kids get older, like when I was a sophomore in high school, I started working. Yeah. So Monday night was Young Life. Tuesday night I worked. Wednesday night was church, youth group. Thursday night I worked. Friday night, if I wasn't at a football game, I was probably working. So, like, it it evolves, but you can adjust in ways that you can still find those rhythms. Something that we used to do was we all watched when Lost was still airing. We all watched Lost together. That's awesome. Uh, We loved it. And when the finale came, we all, like, Dressed up, <laughs> and same thing with Breaking Bad, which is a little darker. <laughs> we, my Different mom, costume. like made special food for both of those. Yeah, and That's it's fun. like you know stuff like that. Like yeah. gathering around something as a family yeah. is really useful. We've we've got a family. One of our youth workers. I don't even know if y'all know there. You know Tanner, like that. Um, Saturday mornings was was it? I think it's pancakes. No, maybe it's waffles. Waffles are pancakes, and that's mm-hmm. what. Like, this is our the family that directs our senior department. I think mm. this is what they did at his house when he was a kid. And so he's done it at his house. Um, now his kids are all grown and, and out of the house, but like Saturday mornings, they know. And even now for them, they still come home. And I think that's still kind of a routine when everybody's home, like huh. hey, Saturday mornings or, or I think it's waffles. Um, but that's just one of that's those fun. fun things like that may be an opportunity. And for them, that actually became <laughs> like a way that they invited friends as their kids got older. Yeah. So it's still important having your family, but they, they kind of expanded that, and that became a place. It was just a safe spot for their for kids' friends that mm-hmm. they knew, like, mm-hmm. they could get a meal, and people loved it because they knew they were loved on and blessed and welcome in that home. Mm. Pretty cool, them. I know we have other families that um, work around those evening commitments with late-night snacks together, just debriefing yeah. the day and processing for our uh, teenagers. Um which that could be, you know, as simple as opening a bag of chips, mm-hmm. or it could be, you know, you keep some cookie dough frozen in the freezer, so yeah. like in ten minutes you got fresh baked mm, cookies and milk. Mm. Um, or I mean, it could be something you planned ahead and are gonna make something to gather yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so, really, yeah. It, and that's what it's about, right? Mm-hmm. Like allowing our kids and some of that, particularly right now in the early part of the school year, some of that's figuring out. You know, one of the things we're asking. Right now, because again, our kids are younger. It's hey, making new friends today, but they're new classes, they're new teachers. Mm, you mm-hmm. know, just but but to give that time and space, but to do that as a family, mm-hmm. and and some of that just speaks to the priority. 
you know, of, of what's happening and that family's a priority for you and modeling that. So mm-hmm. that's great. What else, what are other things we could point toward as we get kind of into this new school year? Something that my parents drove home and really until I could drive and I wasn't always coming home, like right after school, uh, was like a homework kind of, not really a homework hour so much as it was like the first thing you do when you get home, do your homework. Don't wait. Don't wait till after dinner. Do it now. And I'm not sure that that works for everyone doing it right then, but the deliberate time that it's like this time is dedicated to your homework. You have to do it now. Because, uh, I, I mean, I probably would have never done it. Like yeah. the kid that I am. Um, and I, you know, I had classmates that certainly struggled with that. And when I got to college, I had to really, like, work on my own. Like, how do I um, prioritize homework in my day-to-day life? So I was really appreciative. And, like, it, in retrospect, I was really appreciative, even though it stunk sometimes uh, coming home straight from school. Yeah. And the first yeah. thing I have to do is homework. But in that same way, I was able to do, you know, Young Life, Every Monday night, my parents were happy to drop me off um, because I had already done all my homework, yeah. and it was really useful. And I, it helped got it helped get me into the routine. I think too, because school is so vastly different. Like those first two weeks after summer of no routine yeah. is it's draining. Yes. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's just such a whirlwind, and everything that like everything extra that happens in those first two weeks too between like picking like if you're in athletics picking up you know all your equipment uh if you're really any extracurricular Mm -hmm. like whatever extra meetings all that stuff um it can be so crazy that as soon as you can starting that rhythm of okay what kind of homework do you have and if they don't have homework that's great maybe you can make it a study hour i don't know but (laughs) i really appreciated um having that time once I was done with my homework, it was done. Yeah, I don't have to worry yeah, about it anymore. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, speaking of that, just stress and exhaustion of the first couple of weeks of getting used to mm-hmm. that routine again. Um, man, I feel like it, it was on a timer. You know, every time I started a new grade, it, it would take like two or three days before I was having a, a breakdown in my room thinking like, I'm not smart enough for there this. I committed to too many things and, you know, I've, it was very cathartic to cry it out. And then you realized once you got in the rhythm, it was manageable. Um, so I think as parents, it's okay to encourage our children um, not to quit something on a bad day. Yeah. Um, whether they're feeling overwhelmed um, or like they've overcommitted or something didn't go right. They didn't perform well. The other people weren't kind to them. Whatever it might be. Um if you're going to quit something, if you're going to cut something out of your schedule, do it because it's the right thing to do, not because you had a, a bad day doing it. So um, it's a, it's a hard it. lesson to learn. It's yeah. not always something they're going to want to hear. But yeah. I think we can be gentle and encouraging in that and mm-hmm. help them persevere through hard things. Yeah. I love like some of that. Again, so much of what we're talking about is not just trying to raise good kids, but we're trying to, to really raise up just – strong men and women, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yep. you know, as we look at the, some of these things, even prioritizing homework or yeah, not quitting something on a bad day, like mm. some of that, I think like 
really, I think of it now in a perspective as a, you know, 40-something-year-old, however old I am, 47-year-old mm-hmm. man, that it's like, okay, this really, this is life. You know, we're, we're trying to help our kids to navigate, like, what's coming, not just the now, but right. we really are. It's some of these principles that help them as they become real, real grown right. adults. Which happens yeah. before you know it. I mean, That's exactly right. We have all of these photos up in our office suite of just oh the past goodness. few years of youth ministry, and I looked up there and I thought, all of these students who are in these photos are now uh, on staff at our church or are right. <laughs> yeah. getting their PhDs or are married and having children. And so uh, it it is not long before these so teenagers great. are, you know, active adults making all their own decisions, yeah. supporting mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. So. This time is precious, and, it is. and it's important in shaping them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think one of the things we talked about earlier on the spiritual side, like how do we point you towards something? And uh, as we talked about it, one of the things that struck me last night, I told you all this, I was watching a, a documentary uh, kind of show, whatever, it's a series on Netflix, mm-hmm. but it was following a professional athlete, and it was him at night with his kids. And I'm like, it was this beautiful thing of hearing someone else sing part of a hymn over their child and praying over their child. And I was like, this is such a simple, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But I believe it was affirming to that child. Um, It pointed that, uh, that, that young boy to Jesus. And, and this dad was, was interceding on behalf for his, his kids. So I think we, there's so many things going on right now that we want to point towards and think about that, we also want to point towards the spiritual and our yeah. leadership as a, as parents. And so mm-hmm. some of that, regardless of your kid's age, like still praying over them and doing that out loud, our kids need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And some of that again is modeling some of that for, for some of you, you may say, Hey, I've heard for years, like here are the things, you know, we need to do to do in our families and parents have said, we just never done anything. It's just too late. Well, it, this is an easy thing just to pray over your kids at night. And to go into their room at some point, maybe it's not right when they're going to bed, but to mm-hmm. say, hey, before we go to bed tonight, can I just pray over you? Mm. Or maybe that's on the way to school and you've got a mm-hmm. spot. Um, again, one of our youth workers used to always tell us there was a spot kind of he knew as his kids got older. He stopped, they prayed, and he hugged and kissed his kids because they were too old to be seen being hugged <laughs> and kissed by their dad. Um, and so they did that several blocks down the road. Uh, but just to pray over our children, our kids need to hear that, and and that's – one of those things that it may feel awkward to you, it may feel awkward to them, but I promise you, I believe those are the things that, that are going to have impact mm-hmm. and lasting legacy. But also we are interceding on the on, on, on our kids' behalf before the God of creation mm. and, and mm. what an opportunity just to speak over them. And I believe that will also open up doors for other spiritual things and conversations. And, and maybe for some of you, your kids aren't talking much. And I, I've got to hope and think and really believe that at some point, then your kids are going to, you know, you're going to be able to say, hey, how can I pray for you? Or I'm about to pray for you. You know, mm-hmm. what do you want in this? What mm-hmm. do you want me to lay before the Lord? And that kids are going to open up. And You'd so, be surprised, man. like, what kids will say when yeah. you ask, hey, how can I pray for you? Yeah, right. That's been part yeah. of our, the routine this week, really, yeah. even reaching out to students and saying, hey, how can we pray for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's remarkable. Some of those things they may not be ready to share with us as parents. Um, but it'll be even time they will, mm-hmm. and, um, and mm-hmm. oftentimes they will. And so don't miss the opportunity just to mm-hmm. speak into pray over your kids. And, and part of that, they need to hear that because not only the interceding, uh, but the affirmation and the blessing of that 
as as a parent. It's important and, and it's a biblical. Mm. So beautiful opportunity. Man. Well, as we're wrapping up, do you guys have any resources for our parents as mm. they're walking through this season of back into rhythms and back to school? Man, I was I I, I came up with this. I, I had what I thought I was gonna be my resource yeah. and then I changed my mind. Okay. The other day, Buck McDaniel was doing I think it was algebra. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been. In, it's been a long time since the eighth grade for me, uh, and uh, I looked at it and I was like, I don't know what it like. I mean, I remember PEMDAS. I guess I think. Yeah. Uh, none of this makes any sense to me, and I was like, what is PEMDAS? I, Please order excuse of operations. my dear Aunt Sally. Order <laughs> oh. of operations. You, didn't for you math study equations? math? Yeah, but I never heard that. PEMDAS. I did real math, man. Oh my god. Well, we didn't, I, we didn't do PEMDAS in calculus. Anyways, anyways, um, I guess I did. I just didn't know what it was. Anyways, I was looking at Buck's homework and I was like, I don't understand it. This is this might as well be hieroglyphics. And I was like, it scared me for the potential of future children. When I'm like, what if they have questions? Oh no! And then I remembered Khan Academy. What is that? Khan Academy is this online resource. It's completely free. It's a nonprofit. And they have lessons, they have videos and all kinds of stuff for every subject under the sun from wow. math to, I had teachers in high school that use the videos to help teach us and they're easy to understand, they're very straightforward and it's free. So if you're huh. ever a parent looking at your child's homework and thinking, what in the absolute heck is this in front of okay. me? How do you spell that? K-A-H-N okay. Academy. Um, I think. Let me make sure. I might have. That's super helpful. Okay, I like that. Yeah. No, it's K H A N Academy. Okay, and we'll, we'll link that in the show notes. Um, okay, there we go. Yeah, good. But call. it's phenomenal. Uh, and like I said, I think from like kindergarten through college, they have stuff very, very useful. That's cool. KhanAcademy.org. Wow. Oh, okay, I'm gonna check that out. Cause I'll probably need it tonight. What about you, Kurt? Hey, I'm going to point you, I, I feel like I'm cheating, but I already mentioned this, but I'm going to point you to thefamilydinnerproject.org. That's a mouthful. But some great stuff, even like menus, conversation starters, ideas for fun, advice, things like that. I think it's just uh, worth taking a, a look at. And uh, maybe you find a good uh, recipe. Maybe you find something good to have some conversations about uh, some things. And this is, this is you know, uh, a secular resource. Um, so there's some great things there. I don't know that you're going to find a lot of spiritual things out of that, but some great things that uh, may be beneficial for your family and worth uh, taking a moment and, and looking into that. So, yeah. Okay. You, Mine Chess? is the Home Word Center. Oh, um, that is through Dr. Jim Burns, who spoke to our parents in May. Yeah. Uh, um, and also Doug Fields. And those are just exceptional um, researchers and leaders in the youth ministry and family ministry world. And so uh, there's just all kinds of resources on the website. Yeah. It is homeword.com. Um, there's so good. blogs, there's newsletters, there's daily devotionals, lots of things that you can look at for the whole family. Yeah. And so they also have really good um, social media. So if, if you love an Instagram graphic with mm. just like a good thing to think on throughout the day. Yeah. They're good about that and linking good articles to go along with it. So I've not listened to it, but they did. Uh, I said earlier they started a new podcast. And I'm okay, like, I need to check that out. So 
I, yeah. They've had they had some really profound things at our parent Seriously. event, so and so it, it took a lot to to process on it. So I I'm excited to read more, and I think it's a great res- resource awesome. for our parents. Good call, so. man. Good call. All right, man. It was awesome. good to be back, y'all. Hey, yeah, so glad to be back. Season two. Season two. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is it. Promises to be bigger and better than it was in season one. Just wait. We got a lot in store for y'all. <laughs> right. Come on. All right. Well, we know that parenting can be challenging, but you're not alone. Right. It really does take a village. That's right. See y'all. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Being here.